Welcome to the Building Peak Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caruana, and this week I'm joined by Scott Bowman. Fast access to lots of data is changing the ways engineers approach their work. New tools are letting engineers use more data to make better decisions with more certainty and less intuition. With building equipment collecting lots of data, the ability to access and use that information is giving engineers more insights and the ability to help building owners and managers use their assets more efficiently and get better value from existing expensive assets. Thanks for joining us today, Scott. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do at CIM? Yeah, thanks for having me. So I'm a senior uh, mechanical engineer here at CIM. Uh, I've been, I joined the company about at two years ago. And prior to that, I sort of spent eight years with a mechanical contractor uh, based in Sydney. As an engineer, you've probably always had a view on data and being reasonably data-driven in the work that you've been doing. What's changed? Yeah, 100%. I mean, all, all engineers, I think, probably like data and, and like spreadsheets and, and things like that. Um, but in terms of things that change, you know, the access to the data is, is probably uh, the biggest one for me. So whereas in the past, I've been trying to, you know, suck data out manually, um, obviously with, with the Peak platform, we're able to pull that out on an automated basis, visualize it, uh, and, and make informed uh, decisions. So is that the really big change, is that you've now got better access to the data or faster access? Yeah, that, that is that is one of the major changes, better and faster access to the data. And I guess, you know, hand in hand with that is the, the volume of data. So, you know, whereas in the past we'd be manipulating spreadsheets and writing macros trying to, you know, take out the best insight. Uh, now, uh, with, with the Peak platform, it, it's, it's much simpler uh, to draw parallels uh, and, and see, you know, gain actual operational insight um, from, from the data that, that's produced. So you talked a bit about there about data volume, you've got access to more data, and you talked about being able to get it faster, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a velocity question. There's also a variety factor in this too. You're not just getting one set of data to make decisions from, you're getting lots of different data as well? Correct. Complementing data is, is, a, is a big part of it. So whereas before you might you know be able to put individual data loggers in, in rooms and, and pick out some temp- temperature sensors and, and things like that, uh, you know, now we're able to combine room temperature data with you know pump speed data, air handling unit data, fan speeds, uh, operational hours and, and all things like that to actually you know, get a, a holistic view of, of what are very dynamic systems. So we've moved from dealing with engineers who use their expertise to understand and make decisions about things, to be able to use data at volume, velocity and variety to be able to make more informed decisions? Yeah, I wouldn't say we've moved away from engineers using their expertise. It's, it's still very much an engineer using his own expertise, but it, it's probably moved away from, from the gut feel or you know, the intuition. You know, I, think, I think this might be what is wrong. You know, we'll have a crack at this and, and sort of hope for the best. So we're, we're certainly moving away from that and I think only to, to the benefit of, of the end user. So is there, can you talk to me a little bit about maybe a practical story or a practical situation where you've seen that kind of use of data change the way an engineer might have worked in the past? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, a, a problem we had semi-recently uh, was a, a commercial building over at Macquarie Park in Sydney um, where they were having lots of, of chiller issues uh, and a, as a result, lots of, of tenant complaint issues. Obviously, the chiller being you know the main source of cooling for a building. So was the place too hot, too cold? Too hot. So constantly too hot. Uh, the facilities manager on site there was doing the best he could. Obviously, he's fielding complaints left, right, and center from from you know hot and irate tenants. Uh, he's calling in his chiller contractors, his mechanical contractors. You know they're coming in every second day, looking at the same issues, making the same decisions, but you know not getting anywhere. I suppose uh, we'd sort of recently been engaged on this building, um, and we were able to you know extract all the data that we need and actually pinpoint. 
the problem, which ended up being um, with the, the condenser water pump. Um, so, you know, they were having refrigerant issues and, and all things like that, head pressures and, and everything. But um, once we were able to get all the data and, and combine it all together, uh, that's when we were able to sort of see the, the root cause and, and, you know, provide some, I guess, ex- expertise and, and a solution, I suppose, in, in the end. So it's really about using data to better guide the people fixing the problems to help them actually really identify root causes rather than taking a more experimental approach to, if we do this, let's see what happens? Yeah, 100%. It, it enables you know the, the triage and, and getting to that root cause of the problem that much faster. And I know you mentioned you know the velocity, and I think that, that's probably where it comes into play quite a lot. Like you said, we're not guessing around the edges anymore. You know, We're actually making informed decisions and informed judgments based on actual operating data. Um, you know, in the past, the, the chiller tech or the, the mechanic would turn up you know, four or five hours after an issue's happened um, and sort of had to guess, you know, what happened four or five hours ago. The, the situation's changed. Maybe, you know, some leading indicators are not there anymore. Um, but with that historical data, we're able to look back and find out, you know, what happened, when it happened, and then ultimately determine why it happened. So you've mentioned a number of different parties that are involved in, you know, diagnosing and fixing issues in buildings. Mm-hmm. How have some of those people's roles changed? You know, what's changed for the facilities manager? What's changed for the engineer? For sure. So look, the facilities manager role has changed quite a lot. Uh, they have obviously a very broad role and, you know, mechanical and HVAC is, is a part of it. Um, but, you know, at, at the moment or previously, you know, they would rely on information provided to them by, by other technical experts um, and just sort of have to trust that, you know, they were doing the right thing by them. Uh, these people, uh, obviously, you know, all of them are experts in their field and, and they do give good advice, but at the same time, you still have to sort of put your trust in them that they're telling you the right thing and, and what you should be doing. And you know, at, with, uh, with us coming on board and, and the Peak platform coming on board, we're providing that extra you know, validation and assurance that this, this is you know, the correct way of doing things and this is actually what you should be doing. So it's uh, another layer, I go, another layer of technical support, I suppose, uh, is, is able to be provided. Uh, so for an engineer or a facilities manager, what you're really doing is giving them more information. So not just to pinpoint the problem, but actually help them identify a better solution and then afterwards monitor the success of that solution. Correct. So that, that, that's a, actually a good point and a very big part of, of what CIM do and, and what the Peak platform uh, is able to achieve. It, it's, it's one thing to sort of throw targeted action plans at something, but actually following through the resolution and the continuous monitoring is is just as important. So for you know, these things that, that, you know, issues that arise on a daily basis uh, in some buildings, you know, we want to be ensuring we, we're keeping getting that, that continuous data and that continuous stream of information to, to keep going with and keep the building, you know, on target, I suppose. So you work as an engineer and you've been trained as an engineer, obviously. What's changing for engineers and what new skills do they need to be able to adapt to this changing world? So look, I think having access to all this data has changed the role of an engineer in, in a lot of ways. I mean, I suppose we're always going to have to have that, that analytical mind and that problem-solving mind that, that, that stays the same. Uh, but on a day-to-day basis, we're able to, I guess, look at a, a lot more things uh, a lot more quickly and in a lot more in-depth without, without the, you know, the constraints of, of you know, building services systems in the past, pulling data out and all that sort of stuff on a manual basis, uh, not, not, not slowing us down anymore. So... It's, it's made it a lot easier in, in that regard. Um, and I think, you know, the engineer of, well, engineers coming into, into these building services role need to be sort of you know, prepared for that, that big influx of data. We're only going to get more and more data 
um, as you know the Internet of Things develops and we start seeing you know bigger volumes of data to make to make better decisions. So is that one of the things that if you were, if an aspiring engineer was listening to this today, you'd tell them to actually pick up their data management skills and data analysis skills? 100%. So I wish I'd paid a little bit more attention to some statistics class at, at university. That certainly would have come in handy now. But yeah, look, the, the more involved you can get into that sort of stuff, I think it, it's going to be a, a big benefit to you in, in the future. So just to close off, if given that now we're dealing with a world where there's a lot more data about what's happening in a building that allows you to make better decisions about future investment and maintenance and fault diagnosis and fault remediation, what do you envisage is going to change in, as we move ahead now? So do you think that things are going to sort of be the same now that we've got peak platform, that's kind of where we're at and we've solved the problem? Or what do you see as the next evolution? No, look, I think it, it's certainly about, you know, systems getting smarter. And I mean, I use that term in inverted commas, I suppose, but working, you know, together more to create a, a better outcome for the, for the building industry as a whole. Um, as I said, with, with more information, you know, it's one thing to have all the information. You still got to use it, use it correctly. Um, and I think that's probably going to be a very important part of, you know, making these informed decisions and, and actually getting, you know, desired outcomes, whether that be, you know, financial or sustainability targets and, and things like that. Thanks for listening to the Building Peak Performance Podcast. If you'd like to ask us a question or share your ideas, please visit our website, cim.io, or email us at smarterbuildings at cim.io.